Hi, and welcome to Getting Biblical, the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. I am Matt Smith, your host, and thank you for joining us today. So, in today's episode, this is part two of where we left off last week. We left off right in the middle of the story where Jacob and Esau, Jacob was fleeing from his life, from his brother Esau, who had sworn to kill him because he had he had tricked their father into giving him the magical blessing. And on his journeys, he, he went over to go meet his uncle Laban, his mother's brother. And then he met his cousin, his beautiful, gorgeous cousin, Rachel, and fell in love with her and made a deal to work for seven years for her hand in marriage. And when he awoke on his honeymoon the morning after of the wedding he realized that he was married to Rachel's older sister his other cousin Leah who was not as gorgeous not as beautiful and agreed to work for another seven years if he could also marry Rachel so now he had two wives there were 11 males 11 sons born to him and one daughter Dinah and we left off there and uh, I didn't really have a great stopping point, so I just kind of cut it off and called it a day. And we're going to pick up on this week's episode right there. But before we do that, let's talk about what I'm drinking. To be honest, uh, I've been kind of bouncing around a little bit tonight. I don't have any one good formal thing to talk about. I just got back from doing a trivia night with our group where there was a Star Wars-themed trivia and we did that together, and we're we're doing pretty good. We almost almost killed it, which which by almost killed it that means I got second place. Uh, we didn't we did not win. Uh, we actually got third technically at the end of it all. So it was this whole like some bullshit where you play through. And we, were, we were killing it the first round, the first ten questions. We were in the in the in a big lead above everybody else. And then the second round, the next 20 questions, we kind of like eh, like lost a little bit of footing. So we were still in second place. We were like four or five points behind the first place. Like just, just by a hair we had been up now in second place. But then you get to wager as many points as you want on that final question, the final thing. You know, like, like Jeopardy, right? And that's what always kills us. Like we always... We're smarter than everybody else in the room. <laughs> I am. I am narcissistic, if nothing else. I always think that I'm that I'm smarter than most people. One of my uh, defining characteristics, I think. Not not necessarily a, a great thing to brag about, but that's generally how it goes. And so there we were at the bit, at the end of it, and the one team that had just squeaked above us and had taken the lead by a couple points, they bet all of their points. Uh, on the final question and we went a little bit more conservative and so we ended up uh, they they took the lead by a far bit because they knew all the last question stuff uh, which was a series of four questions actually you had to get all four right and we uh, didn't did not did not did not surpass them so anyways a little bit of a of a roller coaster night as far as proving our metal against other people as far as who is the biggest nerd the biggest star wars nerd of the group and we came in third but that's fine uh we're, we're it was fun it's fun night so that's what i've been drinking mostly had a had a few there it was at a local a local brewery here in florida and then since that i came home and i was like well i gotta keep keep things going let's ramp it up i gotta get ready for the show and so i actually have a bottle of jim beam it's third time now i've talked about jim beam it's their, it's a limited release. It's not a, their normal thing. It's their distiller's cut. 
and I, I picked this up over the weekend and had it when uh, we had a bunch of friends over after Thanksgiving. So yeah, so it kind of bounced around a little bit in the drinking stuff. I uh, had, had just, you know, hung out with some friends, had a good time, and now I'm here to talk about Bible stuff. And I think we're going to just leave it at that. So we're going to catch up here with Jacob. And he spent some time doing the whole, remember the whole speckled flocks versus the, the white coat flock flocks or whatever from his Uncle Laban. His Uncle Laban was like, hey, what do you want me to pay you? What do you want me to do to help? Because he spent 14 years getting a BOGO. <laughs> buy one get one free on wives and so now he's got he's married to both Rachel and Leah and now he's getting the flocks as well from Laban and he had this whole life hack if you remember I was talking about it where he would take the 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 wood and he would stripe it down and like put it in front of the 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 powerful or the you know the the well-bred whatever goats and flocks and stuff and then they would have babies and the babies would come out speckled and then like when the the kind of like the shittier like the smaller whatever the weaklings he wouldn't put the the, the stick out in front so they would come out with as purebreds and just like made his flock awesome and badass and like like as guardian level like goats and sheep or whatever of speckled sheep and things and Laban just had like this shitty little weak you know uh, pimply faced uh, <laughs> coats and sheep and whatever and as this went on over some time I, it went on for a couple years but as time goes on Laban wasn't an idiot he he noticed he noticed what was happening he saw what was going on he saw the speckled flocks getting bigger and thicker and nicer and whatever and his whiter flocks getting lesser and lesser and there was some a little bit of animosity that was growing, and then and Jacob noticed that he wasn't getting the best treatment. He wasn't. He was he was getting less and less on really great terms with his uncle Laban, and you know rightfully so, I guess sort of. So God comes to Jacob and tells him it's time to go home. Like we got we got to leave, and Jacob he's got a, he has a big family meeting with Rachel and Leah, and he's all like, listen. Your dad doesn't really like me anymore, and God is telling us to go back home. We're super rich now. We have so much cattle. We've got so much stuff. We have the biggest flock of speckled and spotted cattle anywhere, like like none other. Like no one can fight us. Uh, I think it's time to go back home. But my wives, what do you think? And Leah and Rachel are both like, uh, yeah. In case you don't remember. Our dad tricked you into marrying both of us. Our dad gave you a buy one, get one free deal on wives, like his daughters. He doesn't care about us. There's no inheritance for us. Let's bounce. Fuck him. Like, let's, like, we're out. We're done. We're, we're, ro we're going to roll with you. You're our husband. We've got, like, 11 or 12 kids now. Let's go. So Jacob, like, kind of, like, waits it out. And it's the annual time of the year where it's it's time to shear the sheep, right? It's Black Friday of sheep shearing, right? Whatever that, whenever that lands, it's a very busy time. So Jacob and his family they roll up with all their belongings and they start to leave. Like they're waiting for like Laban to get busy shearing the sheep and doing everything. And as soon as it starts, as soon as like five o'clock on Thanksgiving starts, when Black Friday is just about to go rolling in. Jacob and the girls and his wives and like their children and everything they like move out Autobots roll out let's get out of here 
They don't say goodbye. They don't. He doesn't give a resignation letter or put in his two weeks notice. Or he just he no calls, no shows, and just dips right. And, but Rachel, Rachel, the, the his favorite wife is feeling a little bit extra petty about the whole thing. Like she's still a little bit butthurt about the way that her dad like bogoed her sister in the marriage and everything. So as Jacob and the family are all getting ready to go, and 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 how Jacob is super dedicated to God and everything. Like side note, right? So you know Jacob and and Isaac and uh, Abraham and everybody—they're all about God. Well, Laban wasn't in that camp exactly. Laban wasn't super one hundred percent about God, and Laban in his house had a bunch of idols that he worshipped. He was still into idol worship, and sometimes here's a fun note: sometimes in the Bible. It'll name drop the foreign gods that the idols represent. A lot of, like in Egypt and stuff like that when the curses and plagues, and we'll get into that later. But there's a lot of times we're like, oh, like, and this god, and this god, and whatever. And they'll like, they'll, they're, the, they're the, the bad ones, or the ones that, you know, the, you know, that we're not supposed to give a shit about. But they'll, it'll talk, it'll name drop those. This one doesn't really name drop anybody here. It just says that like Laban has had a bunch of idols laying around his house. So you can use your imagination if you want to. Um, you can assume that it was just a bent bunch of like like Buddha statues just everywhere. Uh, or if not, you know, and that's that's horribly inaccurate and and whatever. That's that's actually it's probably impossible that that was because of the timeline of when Buddha came about and everything. So it definitely wasn't. But if you want to think of that, I'm okay with it. Or just anything else. Like if you ever watched. If you ever watched, this is a weird poll. If you ever watched the cartoon uh, Jackie Chan Adventures, I love Jackie Chan. The cartoon, I didn't watch every episode, but I watched quite a few of them just when they were it was on over the years. And I swear that show had like a cursed idol like every week, some kind of either it was a necklace or just a statue or just whatever something, uh, even a vase, a vase, whatever. I say Voss because I think that's like how I'm supposed to say it. Isn't that like a pretentious way to say it? I grew up saying vase. That's the vase. Can you grab a vase for the flowers? Oh, here, there's, we have flowers. Oh, thank you for ripping up this these weeds in the backyard, child. And let's put it in a vase. Vase is what we say. But Voss is like, as, I'm, as I watched like Gilmore Girls and stuff growing up, like Voss is what I thought what you're supposed to say. Anyway, weird tangent. Um, <laughs> but that's a cursed a cursed vase or Voss, whatever you want to call it. And are those two different things? I don't know. Anyway, um, now I'm wondering, like, is it maybe there's there maybe there a Voss is a is a certain type of vase, like vases, you know, like Kleenexes versus just Walmart things that you blow your nose into. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> whatever, guys, whatever you want to imagine. So this guy Laban had a bunch of these idols in his house, and I just hope that they're all. Like, you know, Jade Dragon, Jade Serpent, like Jackie Chan type shit, like maybe some some Buddhas sitting around, whatever that type of thing. But whatever you want to imagine, whatever type of gods. Did you ever watch Brady Bunch? Remember that? You remember when? Oh, this, none of you are going to remember this. I think that most of my listeners are all, are all millennials. Um, if you ever watched the Brady Bunch, there was an episode where they went to Hawaii. And I can't remember which one it was. It was Peter, or which one? 
but he found a necklace, like an idol necklace, and he picked it up because he thought it looked cool because they found it like near a cave or something. And for the whole rest, it was like a two-parter, I think. For the whole rest of the show, he just had bad luck. And there was like in their hotel room, a tarantula for no reason showed up and almost bit him and killed him, which, you know, like it back as far as the Brady Bunch goes, you, there's like two super dramatic things that happened. Uh, a football hit Marsha in the face, and she she got it was Marsha. I think it was Marsha. Was it the second one? I don't know. But a football hit a girl in the face right before it was picture day, and two a tarantula showed up on somebody's pillow, and that was like the scariest things that happened in the in that show. But that's what, you know. That's the type of idol. That's the, the tiki idol, whatever thing that I'm talking about. That's what Laban had in his whole house. I've been on a big tangent. We're fulfilling the story of the show where I drink too much and talk about my favorite Bible stories. So that's what we're doing today. Who knows? Maybe this is the best the best episode ever. Anyway, so so Uncle Laban's got all these idols all over his house, which are not okay with people that follow God's commandments. So Rachel, right? Beautiful Rachel wanting to stick it to her douchey dad one last time as they're running away, as they're leaving, as they're no-call, no-showing to work the next day, as they're dipping out, she steals all the idols in Uncle Laban's house and takes them with her as she's running away. She just scoop, runs up and just whoop, just scoops them all out and takes them with her, and they dip and they bounce. And they're they're on the run. They're headed out, and no one has any idea. She's the only one that knows. Jacob doesn't know. Leah doesn't know. No one knows. She just steals them and bounces. And they're three days on the run, and word finally gets to Laban. Remember, he's doing like Black Friday uh, sheep shearing, whatever, right? The busiest time of the year. And he finally gets word three days on, later that Jacob and the daughters and the grandkids they're all gone. So Laban drops what he's doing and he starts to chase them. And seven days later, he catches up with Jacob's caravan. He's like, here we go. He's ready to overtake him and ready to like, like, I don't quite know exactly what's going to happen, but he's, he's, it's the night before he, he's going to overtake them. He's going to catch up. He is right there. But the night before that he does, Laban has a dream and God comes to him in a dream. And God says, yo, Laban, uh, watch yourself. <laughs> I know you're about to catch up with Jacob and everybody tomorrow. I'm telling you, watch yourself. You need to act right. Act right tomorrow. Don't be killing anybody. Don't be doing anything stupid. You know what? Just I'm telling you, just act right. So the next day, Laban meets up with Jacob and the entourage and everything. And this man lays it on thick. He goes, he's all like, why did you deceive me? Why did you think you needed to sneak away? You stole away my daughters and my grandchildren as if they were captives. Like, like, why did you kidnap my family members, my grandchildren? You kidnapped my grandchildren. You stole them away. You robbed me of my chance to throw a banging going away party. I would have made a feast and there would have been singing and hugging and I would have... I would have said had a good, have a good life, and we would have done this whole big thing. Why would you do this to me, Jacob? Why would you rob me of all this stuff? Like, you know, again, like he's laying it on thick, like making Jacob feel like a piece of shit. And 
And he continues. He goes, I would be justified right now. I would be in the right if I laid hands on you. Right? You want to catch these hands? Like if he, if he, if he, he's like, you want, you know, you're trying to fade right now? Let's go. I would be justified if I did. But you lucky. You're lucky. Because God came last night and he told me to leave you alone and not to let you catch these hands. Only reason. Only reason. And he's like, so I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let all that go. Just give me back the idols that you stole. He's like, that was not cool, man. It's one thing to steal my daughters, right? That's fine. Okay. But don't steal a man's idols. Not cool, bro. You get the sarcasm in that, right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's what he, that's what Uncle Levin says. And Jacob is all like, what the F are you talking about like like i get the whole like family things and like okay that was kind of rude i maybe should have let you said goodbye and everything but but we didn't steal any idols we did not steal any idols i don't like i believe in god i trust in god i didn't steal no idols and then laban was like uh yeah you kind of did and then jacob comes back is like okay all right you know what you know what i'm so confident i'm so confident that we do not have your idols because that was not part of the plan Go ahead, search our camps, look through all the camps, search through everything we have. Whoever stole them from you, whoever stole your idols, will be put to death. Not knowing that the love of his life, his favorite wife, the most beautiful whatever of all of his cousins, his beautiful number one girl, Rachel, had stolen them. And so things are looking pretty bleak for our girl Rachel, right? Her her husband, even though he loved her, just kind of condemned her to death because he was like, you know, if anybody's got him, he didn't think it would be her. He, he was like, it, it'll, it won't be her. It wasn't even a thought in his head. It would never be her. So if any, because they don't have any use for the idols. He didn't think of how petty she was going to be and how wanting to steal the idols just so that Laban didn't have them. He's just like, we don't worship idols. We don't need those idols. So. He was adamant about it. So anyway, so Laban starts, like he takes him up. He's like, great, let's go. So Laban starts looking around the whole camp, and he goes into Jacob's tent, no idols. He goes into Leah's tent, no idols. He The children's tents, the servants' tents, no idols, no idols. And then he goes into Rachel's tent. And Rachel is sitting, like, in the corner of the tent, like, off and away or whatever, and he starts looking around her tent and starts just like like ruffling through her shit and like like pulling out like her underwear drawer and everything and just like you know kind of being a dick just kind of looking through everything and he's like looking around and like her her whole room is disheveled and she our girl is just sitting there she's just sitting in the corner just watching everything go down and Laban is is getting really mad at this point. He's getting really upset. And he just looks over at Rachel, who's just sitting in the corner, not, like, saying anything or doing anything. He's just like, are you just going to sit there? You're just going to sit there. And she says, oh, I'm sorry, Dad. I can't get up. I'm on my period. And Laban is like, ew, gross. Okay, bye. <laughs> and, he, and he leaves her tent. Like, he's just like, like enough said eh, not like it's fine like okay i get it you're just sitting there like don't just eh, eh, just you <laughs> but spoiler alert but not really because this is the part where i tell you what happens <laughs> it's, uh, she wasn't on her period it was a lie she had taken the idols and she put them in like a camel saddlebags 
and then dropped them like like in a little bit like I don't know if she like dug out a little bit like a hole in the ground or whatever, but she put them there. And then she sat on top of them and just kind of like laid her dress skirt over them or whatever, probably just covered them up a little bit. But she just sat on the bags that had the idols and just sat on it. And so she was sitting under like they were under her the whole time. And like when her dad was like being all testy and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, I'm on my period." He's like, "Whoa." I ain't fucking with that. Like, you do you. And he just left. And so, like, the the safest place in this whole camp to hide these idols was underneath her and her period. And it's just, it's absolutely, like, genius. And it's absolutely, like, so smart. Like, like yeah, he's not gonna, he's not gonna mess with that. He's not gonna, he's not gonna, like, get her to, like, like, jump up and, like, let him search on some stuff. Like, ew. Like, you're not, you're not gonna do that. Like, you know what? Like, what are, you, what, are you gonna, what are you gonna find? Like a bunch of tampons in the dirt? Like let's not like no, no one wants that. Like so he let it go. He let it go. And she hid she hid the idols and nothing happened. So Laban like fall, like rolls out and he doesn't find the idols, he doesn't know where they are at, and doesn't know anything. And now it's Jacob's turn to get livid. And Jacob goes into the one of the best, like bad like not bad, one of the best mad, like angry speeches in the whole bible and he just goes off like where are the idols where's the evidence also how about that i worked for you for 20 years 14 years for my two wives and another six just because and he talks about how hard he worked and how when a predator would like kill a goat joseph would take one of his own goats and replace it and didn't even would tell laban he wouldn't even say like oh i'm sorry like one of your goats is dead he would just replace it and make it good even though it wasn't his fault, he would just do it and how he just did everything that he could to make Laban profitable and just was laying it on thick. Our boy laid it on thick and just all this kind of stuff like how I was doing it all for you and I was doing great and then you come and you treat me like this. You treat me like I'm I'm a horrible person because I was scared to leave you and I left and I left kind of secretly like whatever like you played it up that angle and Laban was like, you're right, you're right, you're right and Laban got put, you know, he got put in his place and he and he knew it. So Jacob grabs some rocks and this kind of remember when I talked about Bethel, it's kind of it's kind of his thing, kind of his thing. He grabs some rocks and he makes a little pillar out of those rocks right there. So they make an agreement between Jacob and Laban that their family won't pass past that rock. They won't they won't travel past those rocks towards Laban. And Laban promises not to pass by the rocks to come to Jacob's territory. It's like it's like it is literally the classic sitcom trope of taping off half of your side of the room and say, this is my half, I'm going to be over here, that's your half, you stay over there, and none of us switches over, like, don't step foot over here, and I won't step foot over there. It's the same exact, like, like family matters, full house, whatever kind of, like, Friday night, whatever, ABC, whatever, great Steve Urkel, whatever type stuff. It's like, it's just like that. But uh, with more animal sacrifices. <laughs> so that's about it for the story of Laban and Jacob. Uh, I'm not done with. We're not done with this story. This episode's not done. But that's a, that's the end of Laban. Laban goes back to his home, and that's about it. So Jacob continues on with his wives and his children and everything, and their speckled flocks and their goats and everything, and they get closer and closer to their homeland, to where his brother Esau, who now twenty years ago had sworn that he would kill Jacob once their father passed away. 
So Jacob's a little worried that Esau is still feeling uh, kind of tight about the whole blessing and birthright thing. So Jacob sends out some messengers ahead of the caravan to meet with Esau and hopefully smooth things over. So the messengers go out and they meet with Esau and they come back pretty quickly. And the messengers say, uh, we told him we were with you, Jacob, and he's coming to meet you. He really was really kind of um, adamant that he really wanted to meet you himself. And also he's bringing 400 men with him. <laughs> he's on his way right now. And Jacob uh, is like, shit, 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 shit. Like, he's really worried. He's really upset. He's really, like, like when you're, when the brother's like, nope, I, I'm coming. I'm going to go meet, I'm coming. The man that I, my brother that I swore to kill, he's, he's now in my, like, close enough vicinity. I'm going to go out and meet him, and I'm bringing 400 dudes. That's not normally a good sign. So Jacob's all worried. And Jacob goes on this, like, big strategic thing. He splits up his camp. He takes half of all of his employees and whatever and his flocks and everything. He splits them up and makes two camps. That way, if Esau attacks one camp, then the other one can still escape, right? So half of them still make it out, right? It's a good plan. That's the plan. Good plan. And then Jacob sets up. There's a, there's a little uh, moment also where he, like, prays to God and says a bunch of nice things. And, like, how God has taken care of him up until now and God's been great. And it'd be a real shame if God would let him die to his to the hands of his brother Esau, like just kind of like throwing that in there, like like you really put a lot of effort in my life and making sure that I'm okay. This would be a really shitty way to end the story. FYI, nudge nudge, elbow elbow, whatever. So then he kind of does that, and then Jacob uh, sets up a huge present to Esau. He's trying to buy his way out of this mess, right? And he gathers 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 female sheep, 20 rams, 30 milk camels, which I don't even know. Is that a different? Is that different from a regular camel? Like are milk camels specifically a different like version or breed of camels? I don't know. But 30 milk camels and their babies, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 foals, 10, what was that, like baby horses, right? Or maybe female baby donkeys, I don't even know. Like, whatever. No, foals are, foals are horses, I think. I'm pretty sure foals are horses. It's just like a, like, I don't know, like like a, a worse non-sing-songy as much. You could probably make it. Like, not like, what's that, what's that song? I don't even, like, the, the 12, 12 Days of Christmas, whatever. Like, I don't, like, I'm Jewish. I don't, I don't know these songs. Um. And it's like, yeah, like, on the whatever night of Christmas my true love gave to me 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 female sheep, 20 rams, and 30 milk camels. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's so stupid. But it's like that. It's just this whole, it's this whole, it's this whole list of, of the different animals that he's given. So he takes all these groups of animals, and with each group of animals, he puts out a servant to, to take them. So he doesn't send them all out at one time. He spaces them out and puts the 200 female goats out front and puts one servant, one person with them. And, like, you're in charge of the female goats. 
and then like puts a little bit of, like a space like right like a quarter mile or half a mile or something be- behind them and then you got the 20 male goats and you got another person in charge of them and then another like uh, whatever wh- whatever we want to settle on another quarter mile or whatever behind them we've got 200 female sheep and the guy with them and so on and so forth with the rams and the milk camels and the and the cows and the bulls and all that so all these different herds they're just they're just, they're just marching through and they get special instructions that when they meet Esau, they all have to grovel <laughs> and they have to come up and tell him that these are gifts from Jacob and please, please receive them. Please take them. And I know I made this joke before and I, I don't know, hopefully it's not getting old, but I love it. Is I just imagine it's the whole like the, the Prince Ali song from Aladdin. It's the same thing. They're all marching up to Agrabah, right? You know, the, the song even could work with like both of these songs. The one I just did, you know, the Whatever Nights of Christmas, like you could do that. All these songs. If someone was more talented than myself, they could they could make parody songs of, of the what's happening in the Bible with what we're used to. But the song even works. You can even like make the same with the last song, same with the thing we just did with the uh, with the the nights of the Christmas and whatever, like, well, how does the it's Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali blah 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 blah, strongest ten men, blah blah blah, blah. and then like like I'm skipping over that part. Then like, then it goes into the animal stuff, right? He's got seventy five golden camels. Don't they look lovely, June? <laughs> and then like you know. Blah. With 60 elephants, llamas galore. With his bears and lions, a brass band and more. With 40 fakers, his cooks, his bakers. His birds that warble on key. Make way for Prince Ali. Like that whole, that, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, like, you know, like, you know, rest in peace, Robin Williams. Like, it's fantastic, right? It's the same thing. You know, same thing, same thing. Just be like, you know, 200 speckled goats and 20 speckled rams and... There's a parody in the song. I, I know there's a parody song in there somewhere. Like, we got this. Like, someone, we should do that. Anyway, where was I? So he sends out this whole caravan and then makes one final preparation. As all, like, all these animals and all this, all these flocks are going out, he takes his wives and he takes his children and everything that he actually, actually holds dear, everything that he really likes, and he takes them as far away as he can in, in a single night's journey. Not like... He doesn't book. He's not leaving. He's not He's not trying to run away from his brother. He's just trying to get the things that he loves away from him, away from danger, right? So he takes them, like, further away, like a night's journey, takes them beyond a river. It says the, the Ford of Jabbok. The Ford of Jabbok. They go past that. And, he, you know, he's not dipping. And he sets up his family, his loved ones, and everything, everything he cares about most past this fort of Jabbok or whatever and he turns back he's like you know he, I don't know if he probably like hugs him kisses him or whatever and says like, okay, like like this might be goodbye if things go really south but I have to go be a man and I have to go see my brother Esau if he kills me he kills me I'm going to try to make sure that doesn't happen but if it does I gotta go so he leaves then again and rushes back he's rushing back to, to where Esau's going to be and he does, he can't make it. it. You know, he's already spent a bunch of the night like traveling to make sure his his family was safe. So he starts to head back, and then at this point he's all alone and he stops for a moment and he he builds a little bitty camp just for himself, just a little one like a little one little fire pit, one little one little spot for him to sleep. He's all alone. There's nobody else around. And then, and then, and then things get weird. 
So remember when we talked about Abraham and Lot and right before Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed and Abraham is visited by three quote unquote men. And later we find out that it was God and two angels the whole time, right? Like it was me, Dio. And well, Jacob out here by himself on the eve of seeing his brother who had vowed to kill him 20 years prior Jacob alone in the night he meets as the Bible says quote unquote a man that's all it says feels very similar to when you know those other guys showed up for Abraham right just says, oh and a man was there and Jacob in real quick in a very un Jacob like thing because remember Jacob is the trickster he's clever he's book smart he's indoorsy you know he's he loves making stews not hunting things well Jacob it's very brief it's very I, I really wish this was a whole chapter all by itself but it says Jacob meets this man this unnamed man and they start wrestling like like I don't know I don't know what like if he like was talking shit about his mama or what he was what he was doing, but Jacob's like we gotta wrestle right now, and it's just random. I feel like it's so random, but they start wrestling. I guess like spending the last twenty years life hacking like animal husbandry and making speckled sheep have speckled baby or having white sheep have speckled babies and do, doing whatever he did. I don't know. Being the father of 11 children or 12 children makes him pretty strong. So he's able to wrestle this mysterious man all night. And to the point, to the point that this mysterious man, who I guess had been playing fair up to this point, like they were they were having a fair bout, a fair wrestling match, at, the, at near daybreak or so, this mysterious man is like over it he's like okay i'm bored of this i'm tired of this i don't want to wrestle you anymore and he magically touches part of jacob's upper like thigh area which instantly like just fucks him up and just and just and damages something up there and gives jacob a limp like he like he now like can hardly even use one of his whole legs like like he messes him up with just one touch but Jacob had grown into being such a badass he didn't give a shit and he, he kept wrestling with the guy and the sun came up and the mysterious man is like like come on bro like let's call it a tie I've got to go I have things to do I can't be out in the sun maybe he was a vampire I don't know I don't think that's where the story is going but he didn't he didn't want to be out in the sun he's like I got to go and Jacob Jacob gets him in a headlock, right? He's doing the whole, like, the one am a barn, uh, you know, over the neck and, like, the other hand, like, like, I got you, like, a sleeper hold. He's doing it, and he's like, it's not over until you give me a blessing. Like, like Jacob really has a boner for these blessings. Like, he, he just, he's just, he's about him, he, you know. It's what got him in this trouble to begin with, like, him trying to get Esau's blessing, and here he is wrestling with a man all night like give me a blessing i want your i want your blessing and he won't let him go and the mysterious man says what is your name he says oh my name is jacob and the mysterious man says from now on your name will be israel 
for you have fought with both man and God and have prevailed. <laughs> and Jacob says, cool. <laughs> he goes, and what is your name? And the mysterious man just says, come on, be cool. Don't ask my name. Like, don't, don't say that. Like, 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 like that doesn't need to be said out loud. Like, just, yeah, just let it go, man. And then he leaves. He disappears. And Jacob's like, that what, was that even a blessing? I mean, that, this isn't, this isn't paraphrasing. This is Matt. This is me asking. Like, was that even a blessing? Like, he's like, he's like sleeper holding him. Like, give me a blessing. He's like, I'm going to change your name. Like, I don't know. I don't. I don't understand how this blessing thing works. Like it doesn't feel like that's a that's that was what he should have been looking for, right? It should have been like you're gonna win the lottery next week, like Mega Millions, Powerball. You're about to get it. You're like you're like three tickets away. That feels like a better blessing. He's like, no, like you're not gonna be called Jacob anymore. We gave you an, unless he just secretly hated the name Jacob the whole time. Like he just like he's always hated the name Jacob. He's like, give me a blessing before I put you in a sleeper hold. And he's like, you're going to be named Israel. He's like, you know what? I've always liked that name. I've always liked Israel. That's what I want to be now. And maybe he was cool with it. Maybe that's all it was. I don't know. Who knows? So the mysterious man leaves. And so Jacob renames that place, which, again, it's the thing that Jacob just does. Uh, I guess it's like like Peniel? Peniel? I don't know. Because he had seen the face of God and lived. I guess, like, Peniel, Peniel. It sounds really dirty. the The more I say it, the more I inaccurately say it, it sounds dirtier and dirtier. But it means the face of God, which definitely sounds like a perfect uh, uh, Kryptonian name, right? It's, it's definitely like like a cousin of Kalel's, right? His, his father Joriel. So you know, hey, young Kalel, meet your meet your cousin Peniel. Pen, pen, Peniel? Pen, pen? Yeah, I don't know. Still kind of sounds like penis, like the penis of God is, I think, what it is, what it's supposed to be. Peniel, Peniel, like that's what it should, that's what it would mean. So Jacob goes out of his way to meet with his brother Esau, but he's limping because his, uh, his thigh, his leg got magically wounded from the fight. And is this where I'm going to talk about this? I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up briefly. So there's a thing in like kosher food, kosher, kosher law. It's actually unkosher. Even if an animal is kosher, like a cow or whatever, uh, even if the animal is kosher, it is unkosher to eat that part of the... F- this is this is not made up. This is true. It is unkosher to eat that part of the thigh. Uh, they've, they've, they've narrowed it down to the sciatic nerve of the hip bone. That's where it's defined as that part. But that part, the sciatic nerve of the hip bone is not to be eaten that's unkosher because it's in remembrance of this this night of when Jacob fought all night with the the mysterious man right God made flesh essentially spoiler alert um, or whatever whatever you want to call it but they don't they we still don't eat that which I think is actually pretty awesome I think it's pretty cool like we're like keeping you know keeping it alive keeping the story going keeping it alive you know, we're not, you know, even when we eat food now, eat animals, we don't, like, like we're going to leave that alone just because. And also, like, no one says, like, you know, the sciatic nerve of the hip bone is, like, where the best juicy meat is or whatever. Like, no one cares about that. You know, like, like just for the sake of the story, um, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's super cool. I think it's awesome. I don't care what y'all think. So, anyways. Jacob is back at his little camp right now, and he sees Esau there with 400 men with him. And 
and he rightfully goes into full-on panic mode. So on one side, we've got a big, hairy, rugged ginger, Esau, slowly marching with 400 men at his side. And opposite him is Jacob. Just Jacob. Jacob and no one else. <laughs> he's, got, he's got behind him a, a ways back. He's got two little camps of of different speckled goats and things and way even further beyond where you can see he's got his family in another little tent camp but marching out here against Esau and his 400 men it is just Jacob by himself all alone he's manning up and he goes into full-on apology mode and he bows down to his brother seven times and like this is how I think it went down it wasn't like he walked out and like bowed one two three four five six seven i think he went out got on his knees got on the ground like this is like still like probably like i don't even know like like half a mile or or, or a quarter mile away or something like that and he, he gets on the ground and he gets on his knees and he bows down and he holds it for a second and then he gets up and then he walks like 10 feet 20 feet ahead and he gets down on his knees and he bows down again and he gets back up and he walks further more you know we walks another 20 feet or whatever ahead and he does it again i think it's this whole big ritual of like like not you know not rapid fire you're not he's not machine gunning he's not trying to like get through these battles as quick as possible he's trying to make us a, a grandiose like a big thing so it's you know walk a bunch bow walk a bunch bow walk a, you know seven times over anyway so on the seventh time, he's right now in front of Esau. He's like arm's length away almost. And he looks up after the seventh bow that he does, this big grand gesture that he does. And he looks up and he sees his brother Esau at that moment running towards him. And as Esau arrives at Jacob, Esau hugs him. And they cried together. They just they both cried, just just two brothers, two regular brothers who hadn't seen each other in 20 years crying together and it's it's actually it's actually nice like Esau forgives them and it's super sweet and it's loving and it's pleasant and they, they back and forth and like like I missed you I missed you I haven't seen you for 20 years you have you have a wife and kids now or no I've got like two or four however you want to count them like I got a bunch of wives like all this kind of stuff and it's very nice and Esau's like, who are these? Who are these women and children that I've heard about, or whatever? You know, he's like, oh, these are mine, and the God's blessed me with them. And Esau says, that's so awesome, that's so cool. What about all these animals and like all like the whole Prince Ali song I heard about? Like, is there something about you know like milking camels? What was that deal? And Jacob says, like, oh, those were all for you. Like, I gave those all to you. I thought you, I thought you needed some more milking camels. And Esau's like, ha, bah. Like, I have enough. Don't worry about me. Let your things be your things. I don't need your speckled goats or your milking camels. Like, trust me, I got enough of the milking camels. Like, like I'm, up to, I'm up to here. I'm up to here with milking camels. I don't need yours. And they argue kind of like kind of like the whole, like, when you go to dinner with your parents or whatever, and they argue about who's going to pay the bill. Like, no, let me play. Let me pay. Jerry, I got it. Jerry, I got it. Don't worry. Like, no, I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay. Like, no, I got it. That type of thing. Like, I gave you the milking camels. Take the milking camels. Like, we don't need the milking camels. Keep your milking camels. Keep your milking camels. Like, no, they're for you. They're your milking camels. Like, this all back and forth is what I imagine. 
And then Esau basically says, you know, come back to my house. Let's hang out and, uh, you know, we'll catch up and everything. And Jacob says, I'll meet you there. I have small children and like baby cattle and some whatever stuff. So I'm not going to like, we're not going to run over there, but we're going to, we're going to take a little bit of time, but I will, I'm definitely coming. I'm definitely coming back home. Don't, don't you think I'm not, uh, I'll catch up with you. And they split up a little bit, you know, they, they hug and whatever. And then, and so Esau runs back home and, and Jacob is, is in tow and they go back and they do a whole family reunion thing, which I'm going to get to later. But they spend uh, they spend some time there, and it's nice. And Jacob buys a plot of land from a guy nearby named uh, Shechem, or rather, actually, it's uh, it's Shechem's father, Hamor. But then, um, then God says, you know, God comes and says, you know, after their family reunion and everything, after he buys this plot of land from Shechem's father, Hamor. God tells him you got to go back to Bethel, go back to that place that you had that dream about the stairway to heaven and everything. And God tells him to go back there. And I'm really skipping over like kind of some stuff here, but they go back to Bethel, the stairway to heaven spot. And God comes to him in a dream again and reiterates the whole, uh, you know, we're going to make you a great nation. You're going to be awesome. Also, your name isn't Jacob anymore. Your name's now Israel. We're going to call you Israel from here on out. And then his favorite wife, Rachel, during all this, she had gotten pregnant again, but unfortunately, she she died in childbirth. Uh, so she brought forth the last of Jacob's sons, his twelfth son, uh, and they they named him Benjamin. And this is, brings us to the point where we have all twelve all proper 12 of the houses of the lineage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and how that all comes about, right? The, the, the children of Israel. This is how Jacob got the name Israel. This is where the Israelites come from. This is everything all coming together. Uh, you know, his name was changed and everything. It, this is what it is. So I want to give the full breakdown real quick. We're, we're near the end. We're, I know it's been a long episode, but we're coming to the end. Here's the listing of the tribes of Israel. Now the sons of Jacob were. I'm gonna. This actually, I'm gonna read this a little bit. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. The sons of Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's servant. Dan and Naphtali, the son of Zilpah, Leah's servant, Gad and Asher. So all twelves of the sons of Jacob, right? The twelve tribes of Israel, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, Dan, Naphtali, Gad and Asher, Joseph and Benjamin. Those are the twelve. Those are the twelve houses. Uh, and there's a lot to talk. Oh, also Dinah. Dinah, the daughter. <laughs> we can't forget her. Uh, I didn't mean to forget her at all. But yeah, and we're going to stop right there. This is this is where we get them all. This is where we go from here. This is where we talk about in next week's episode and future episodes about the 12 houses, about the 12 tribes of Israel. And we talk. we've already established Jacob's favorite 
wife <laughs> and the children that she gave him, which is which Joseph and Benjamin. So don't think for a second that his favoritism for that wife did not spill over to favoritism for his children and the drama that comes from that. We're we're probably I've got a couple filler episodes that I'm working on, but the story of how that all plays out is going to take us a few weeks. But it's pretty great. There's a lot of great stuff. There's not to get spoilery, but there I mean there's like there's there's alleged murder, there's dreams, uh, there's affairs that are happening, some like cougars or milfs, I'm not sure, like we'll we'll try to like research more of that, but there's a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that goes into it. Uh a rainbow coat, awesome stuff. Anyway, so I can't wait to talk about it. I hope you enjoyed this. Hope you had fun. I had a great time talking about it. This this is one of my favorite stories. It's all the stuff like the fact that Jacob like wrestled basically God all night long, you know, and fought for for his blessing, which ended up being a, a name change, um, you know, and just everything that happened, like sticking it to Uncle Laban and the idols and using being on your period as a kind of a, a cover to, to, to protect yourself. There's all kinds of stuff that happened in this episode that I really like. I really, I think it's awesome. And it's a great end of the, the two-parter. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having fun. Again, always thank you for listening. I know it's a very long episode, so I'm not going to get too long-winded. You know the deal. Please retweet. Please share. Please whatever. You know, let's, I really want to keep this going. Uh, I love doing these episodes. I hope that other people are liking them too. And I want to keep making more, so I can't do that if only two people a week listen. So uh, I guess technically I could, but it would it would be a punch in the gut if that was what it ended up being. Luckily, we're not there. We're, we've actually I'm I'm pretty happy with with the numbers that we're getting out there. But um, if you do like the show, don't ever don't ever feel shy or whatever to tweet me and say like hey like love this episode or hey i like you know like what you're doing those are like i can't even express since we're not doing any of the show for money or anything like that at this point we're just i'm doing it as a creative outlet just something for fun kind words and nice things about stuff is kind of all i have to go on so don't ever hesitate to you know dm me or or publicly either on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and just say, like, hey, like, love what you're doing. Please keep it up. This is the highlight of my, whatever, Tuesday commute or whenever you listen. You know, we, we release new episodes every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. You know, anyway, just throwing it out there. So hit us up on social medias, and thank you for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day. Cheers.